0: Thank you for the music. Jeremiah chapter number 20. Jeremiah chapter uh, number 20. And as always, the music has been outstanding uh, today and has always been a blessing. And we'll look tonight in Jeremiah chapter number 20. Uh, Now, uh, tonight I'm going to uh, pull, I have just been uh, on the theme of, of this morning and thinking about tonight. Uh, I, I'm going to bring a message out of one verse this evening, Jeremiah chapter number 20. And I hope that we're reminded throughout the week that there are certain things we need to, to dwell on. There are some things we don't need to dwell on. There are certain things we need to think about. And tonight, I've pulled an old, old outline, and I've, I'm going to preach it tonight. Uh, and some of you, you, would, you I could preach what I preached this morning. You'd be like, Pastor, man, you've been studying all afternoon. And, and uh, uh, Because there are certain things that I want us to be reminded of. As we go through all of this transition... And uh, we're reminded uh, with the size of the music group up here, we probably need to reduce it down to trios and quartets until we get a bigger uh, platform. But as we go through this transition, um, there's, I don't want to get away from who we are. Uh, I, wanna, I don't want to get away from, from who I am. Uh, I don't want to get away from what we believe in our foundations. And uh, I want us to constantly be reminded of that. And uh, because what makes this church special is not an address, uh, it's the Spirit of God. It's the hand of God. It's the, we preach Christ. Uh, that's what God blesses. And so I want us to be reminded of these things as we move forward. I'm going to read one verse of Scripture, Jeremiah chapter number 20, verse number 9. Uh, this is the prophet Jeremiah speaking. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. This morning we read from the book of Psalms and how David uh, had, if you study that psalm, he was reminded of some things, there are some decisions that he had made, and before he spake, he thought about certain things, and his heart was hot within him. The fire burn. We focus this morning on, uh, we, we, don't, we don't stay away from a hard heart. We don't want a cold heart. We want a warm heart to the things of God. Jeremiah was a unique prophet of God. If you go back to the first chapter of Jeremiah, you find that uh, God reminds him that before he was ever formed, God knew him. Uh, God had a call on his life. Uh, he was going to be a prophet unlike any other prophet he was going to preach, and he'd get frustrated. He was going to preach, and he'd get mocked. He was going to preach, and people would not listen. But Jeremiah was God's prophet to be on record that could point to a generation, a time in history, said, I sent you a man of God, and you refused to listen to him. As you can imagine, he would get discouraged. He'd get frustrated. We find him at what would be a low point in his life. Everybody with me tonight? In verse number nine, this is not usually what you think to hear a prophet say. Then I said, I will not make mention of him. Now, that's, that's not what a prophet's supposed to do. That's not what he's supposed to say. That's not what he's supposed to think. It's the exact opposite. He said, I'm not going to talk about him anymore, I, I'm a, I, I nor speak anymore in his name. I'm done. I've preached my last sermon. I've made my last witness, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. In other words, I quit, but I just couldn't quit. Uh, I'm not doing anymore. I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm tired of people not listening. I'm frustrated about that. I'm never going to preach another sermon. And then it wasn't too long, that fire, that word of God, that fire just began to burn inside of him. And I don't know that he actually wrote out a resignation letter, but figuratively he ripped up that resignation letter and said, I just can't, I got to go, I got to stay. Tonight I want to use this verse of scripture and this thought will tie in with the message this morning. I want to speak on this subject, things that stir me, things that stir me. This morning, I preached out of Psalms 39, verse number 3, and I mentioned to you, uh, if you were paying attention, I mentioned before I began preaching that uh, this is one of those verses that I draw myself back to to remind me of certain things. I preached a message to remind us this morning there's things that we ought to dwell on. There's things that we ought to think on, uh, meditate on, muse, that deep thought and reflection. I also believe with the verse that I read as our text in Jeremiah chapter number 20, uh, there are some things that should stir us. There are some things that should uh, cause us to have a similar reaction that Jeremiah had. And I want to share some of those things (coughs) with you this evening and uh, get you to thinking of what stirs you. Uh, But I want you to know the heart of your pastor, and let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that uh, you bless the sermon tonight, bless the message, bless the Word of God. I pray that your people uh, would uh, realize that if we could grab a hold of the the truths of this book, it will not only sustain us, but in those discouraging times, it will keep us from quitting. It will keep us from uh, getting away from you. I ask that you bless uh, the remainder of the time we have, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, Amen. <clears throat> things that stir me. Uh, Jeremiah <clears throat> was, as we seen, he saw, he was going to quit, He was going to uh, give up, but there were some things uh, the Word of God began to stir within him. All of us are going to find ourselves in situations where we get frustrated. Uh, when we get, uh, weary, uh, we, you know, how many times are you going to witness to that individual and be told, no, that gets old. Let's be honest. Uh, how many times are you going to try and do some, maybe, maybe it's a family member. So here, here's the thing that you ought to do, but there's going to come times when we just get, is it really worth it as we take our stands on the word of God? And we try and expand our outreach and reach more people. It just seems our nation gets further and further away from God. Oh, well, well, what good is it? And, and we're just, we're not going to fight it. No, no, no. There's got to be something inside of us that stirs us. As an American, there are things that stir me. Uh, you, you let that flag wave in the wind, uh, that, there's something that stirs inside of me as an American. Uh, you let the national anthem begin playing there's something that stirs inside of me, and I can be discouraged about my country and I can be upset at Congress and I can be look at what 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 has happened and I can read through history and see where how far have we come and gotten away from what our founding fathers have established, but you let that flag wave and you let that you let the national anthem start playing, and then there's something that just stirs inside of me and reminds me that I'm glad to be an American. I'm glad to live in the greatest nation on the face of the earth because there's something inside of me that stirs me. Should it not be that way when it comes to spiritual matters as well? Uh, my, 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 my family, God bless them, uh, They, there's, there's a running joke, uh, if you will, in my house. There, well, there's more than one, but... Uh, um, Uh, sometimes I'll walk through when the TV's on, and then they don't want me to stay in there. Because I'll just start preaching a sermon about it. It's not that they're watching things they shouldn't, but I'm just preaching about everything. My wife hates to take me to the mall. She hates to take me to the mall. And I'm okay with that. Uh, uh, Why? Because you can't take the preach out of a preacher. And I'm like, seeing all these things, I'm like, people would actually buy that and put that on their child. People would actually. And she's like, "I'm not looking for that. I'm just here to get the, what, the." But there are some things that it just it just creates a reaction out of me. There are some things as a as a Christian that should stir in us. Let me give you some things that stir me and see if you can relate. And I would think it'd be good for every Christian to take a mental inventory of some things that stir them. I'm certain there's much more we could use, but uh, first of all, I mentioned this morning, uh, God's love stirs me. Uh, you know, when you start feeling sorry for yourself, remember God loves you. God cares for you. Uh, the, the simple little song we all learned in, in Sunday school, those of us that had a privilege of growing up in Sunday school, Yes, Jesus Loves Me. Oh, we've heard that so many times, we've forgotten what it really is saying. Uh, the, the love of God stirs me. God's love so that I might have salvation. I'm going to move through this point very quickly because I have seven of them tonight. And, and I preached much on this this morning. But my salvation, the love of God so I can have salvation. God's love, he, he meets my needs. He meets your needs. Now, I didn't say he meets all of our wants. But he meets our needs. He takes care of us. Uh, God, in his love, hears our prayers. Well, think about that sometime. That the God who spoke everything into existence, when I go to him in prayer, he's listening intently. He wants to hear the words of my prayer. In those moments when I can't even formulate a prayer, I can't even put a sentence together. He understands the groanings of the heart. He understands the groanings of, it, of the spirit. And God, in His magnificence, sitting on His throne, loves me so much that He wants to hear every prayer that I'll pray. That stirs me boy that that in those dark times and those lonely times in those times of, of frustration, boy you uh, think of the love of God that ought to stir you. The second thing that stirs me is it, that I'll mention tonight is those that have gone before me. That stirs me. I mentioned how i am proud to be an American. I'm not going to sing, but I am I'm, I am proud to be an American I, I'm thankful and, and, and I read history and I read a lot of it. And as an American, uh, thinking of those that went before me, uh, it stirs me to think of the sacrifice that was made so we can have the freedom that we have. But as a Christian, as a child of God, as a Baptist, uh, thinking of those that went before me stirs me. Last year, our Sunday school lessons took us on a journey of faith through Hebrews chapter number 11. And there's, that's one of the passages of Scripture that I refer to often and try to keep things in perspective of those unnamed martyrs towards the end of that chapter who were willing to sh- have their life taken from them because of their faith, because of their unwillingness to, to to turn on the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can't take a stand in the day we live in. Those Those Christians that would meet in secret and and meet under persecution and then be burned at the stake. But we, we can't come back on Sunday night, can we? We can't come back on Wednesday night, can we? Next time you're discouraged about being in church, think of those who lost their life for going to church. That stirs me. Uh, those that have gone on before me, those uh, er, who early Baptist leaders, those that were those that were martyred, uh, Christians that I have known in the previous generation that have gone on before me. And I preached on this a couple of weeks ago about there's got to come a point when my father's God becomes my God. And that's true in the heart of Every second generation Christian, but I'm thankful for those that have gone on before. I want to live my life to please God. I want to live my life to honor God. But I'm going to be honest with you. I have another motivation. I, 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 I want to be a good investment of those who have invested in me and in my life, and so that I'm not going to turn from what I have. See, well, it gets difficult, and you face some persecution, and you and everybody around you that just seems to be changing. People you go to college with, people that you grow up with. And they, they left their beliefs behind. Uh, let me tell you what stirs me when I think about well, maybe it would be a little bit easier if those who have gone on before me and they've stayed true, they've stayed faithful to the Word of God. That, that, I'm just sharing my heart with you tonight. That stirs me. Every young person understands your parents, they're not, they're not perfect. Nobody said they w- were. It explains you, is why they're, they're them not being perfect. Oh, if they've made sacrifices, they've kept you in a Bible-preaching, Bible-believing church. That ought to do something in your heart. That ought to stir you. The sacrifices that have been made, those that have gone on before me, that stirs me. Number three, see how quick I'm moving tonight? Those that come behind me stir me. I think about those who have made a way for me as a an American, I'm thankful for those that have made a way. As a Christian, I'm thankful for those that have made a way. As a preacher, I'm thankful for those. I, I, I'm grown so weary, so weary of these, uh, these preachers who've never done anything in their life, who want to criticize a dead generation of preachers and try and, and make point out all these mistakes that they've made. That's not me. I'm thankful. A matter of fact, I'm motivated by what they have done. But not just those that have gone before me, those that come behind me. Just as I look to those ahead of me, and I can look at times when they must have been discouraged, but yet they pressed on. It just makes sense, does it not, that there are some coming behind us? you, you, You need to make your decisions I use this often. I use it with my staff. I use it in counseling. Don't make a decision based on the next 30 days. Think 30 years. We're not deciding things on the next 30 days. We're deciding based on the next 30 years. And what do I mean by that? Uh, Lord Terry is just coming. Some of us may be here in 30 years, and some of us may not be here in 30 years, but there's some coming behind us that are going to be here. And there's some coming behind us. You want to think about that. Parents, think about your children. If you, if, you, if, you, if you falter, if you fall by the wayside, you give up, you quit. What kind of an example are you setting? Uh, let, that, let that stir you. All of us, if we're honest... We, we get weary in well-doing. All of us, if we're honest, we have our times of discouragement. All of us, if we're honest, we listen to the enemy saying, it's not worth it, just give in. But friend, you've got to find something that stirs you and motivates you. And I think of the love of God. I think of the faithfulness of those that have gone before. But I think of those that are co- coming behind, that if we do not stand and we do not pave away way and we do not fight the battles, what are they going to have when they come behind us that stirs me in those moments. Well, my dreams may be gone, but if I continue to pursue and press on, somebody coming behind me is going to get to fulfill their dreams. Somebody behind me is going to get to experience what maybe I don't get to experience one day. And that ought to be something that stirs you. It stirs this preacher. I see the kids running around here. It stirs me. One of my favorite times is during the handshaking, all the kids and Bill to come over and shake my hand. Uh, what is it? That stirs me. And to see uh, these young couples, they get married and they begin having families, and that stirs me. What, 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 what do you mean, Pastor? Because there's some that are coming that they need uh, years from now when they have understanding, they need to hear a clear presentation of the gospel. They need to have somebody stand and warn them about what this world will do to them. It stirs me. And I want to thank those of you young couples uh, that, 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 are, that are having children. Thank you for stirring your preacher. Uh, I, I get excited about the next generation that comes. I'm excited about the opportunity, what they might. I I want to reap all the blessings that I can reap in my life. But, oh, when when my life here is done, whether it's 30 days or 30 years from now, when the Lord decides to bring me home, if He tarries His coming, I want there to be something left behind for another generation so that they might have an opportunity to serve God. That stirs me. So, Pastor, I don't see much in front of me to be excited about. Turn around. Look behind you. Some who've gotten to that stage in your life where you've reared your children. In some cases, you've reared your grandchildren. And there's more days behind you than there are ahead of you. So what's, what's my motivation? I don't have the energy. I don't have the time anymore That as far as distance ahead of me. You've got to remember, get stirred because there's some coming behind you. Uh, that, that need a church, and they need an example, and they, and, they, and they need something that maybe you didn't get to have, but there's some coming behind us. We have to be faithful. Uh, through the years, we may have, you may have wondered, you may have crossed your mind, God, why have you put us on this journey? You know, just a hypothetical. Why, 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 why have we... they say, why do we do it? We do it because it's the path God has for us, but we do it because there's some coming behind us. That stirs me. Number four, everybody with me? My church stirs me. Uh, To think about my church. To think about having a church. Think about the price that was paid on Calvary for the church. The sacrifice through the generations for God's church. But my church stirs me. Uh, I, 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 I do this often. I think of so many of you. And how important it is for your pastor, humanly speaking, to be what he needs to be and do what he needs to do. You, you, you stir me. Now, now some of you, you, I never have to look for sermon material. I, I appreciate that. You stir me. You stir me in that manner. You don't want to be stirred in that manner, but uh, you stir me. I think of the, the burdens, I think of the, the heartaches, I think of the difficulties in it. It stirs me. It stirs me to uh, pray. It stirs me to uh, be what I need to be. And uh, I say this often, I- I'll be your best friend, but if I have to stand in your way and become your enemy to keep you from destroying your life, I will. Amen. It stirs me when I think of my church. And, and, and by the way, I-, I don't let anybody criticize my church people. Amen. Uh, I believe loyalty ought to be a two-way street. I'm not calling other pastors in the area and say, you want to trade? <laughs> That's a novel idea. No, no. Uh, I, my church stirs me. The things we do, our purpose, the purpose of our church. This is, God never intended for the church to be entertainment. Right. That's, right. That's not the purpose of the church. Think about how important this church is to so many people. How important it is. Have you thought about what would happen if you didn't have a church? You didn't have your church. You didn't have your brothers and sisters in Christ to encourage you. You didn't. You didn't have uh, that band of people to pray for you. Well, my church stirs me. Uh, those times of decision and those times of discouragement, those times of God, what is going on? we got to find things that will stir us and it'll, it'll motivate us and, 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 and cause us to press on and go the extra mile and make the extra sacrifice because there are things that stir us. Number five. This one might sound a little odd, but my enemies stir me. It was a good day of my life when I decided not to allow my enemies to anger me, but to motivate me. I can honestly say, and I know it might be a shock to you, but there are some people who just do not like your pastor. Say, Pastor, you have enemies, we have enemies. Uh, God's enemies are our enemies. Satan. As long as we stand for truth, as long as we fight for right, as long as we try and pursue souls, he's going to oppose us. He's going to fight against us. Not everybody's excited. We're in the neighborhood. Many are, but there's some that are not. So, do you get angry? Do you, when people mistreat and people oppose, do you get angry? No, I don't, I don't get angry. I do my best to keep my, my flesh and my emotions in check, but I'm going to tell you that I, it does stir me. Because I don't want my enemies to be right and say there's nothing to him, there's nothing to that place, there's uh, he's in it for the wrong reasons. I, I, it stirs me and motivates me uh, to pray more for others. It motivates me to stand a little stronger, and the enemy does not discourage me. It stirs me. Uh, I made a. This is going to let me qualify this statement before you jump to conclusions. Many years ago, I made a deal with the devil. Let me qualify that. Two people just went, I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) This was my deal. You mess with me, you mess with our church, I'll support another missionary. You mess with our church, you mess with our people, you mess with me, we're going to start another ministry. We're going to keep pursuing souls. We're going to keep doing right. Too many Christians let your opposition discourage you. Nobody likes to be in a battle. Nobody likes to face opposition. Nobody likes to uh, deal with things that you have to do when people are just mean and cruel. And and, 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 and the real issue they have is is they're angry at God. They're not angry at us. Nobody likes to be in those things. But don't let it discourage you. See, Pastor, there's other churches that know. It just seems like eh, they never get any opposition. All I can say to that, I don't know what's going on in the church. All I can say is if you're going the same direction, you're not going to run head on into each other. And if we are attacking the gates of hell as the church is commanded to be, there's going to be oppositions from hell. Don't let it discourage you. Let it motivate you. Life is but a vapor. I've got a short time. The spiritual warfare I got to be busy doing the work of the Lord. Uh, My enemies, very simply, they motivate me to continue. They motivate me to pray more. Uh, I would, I would hate to discourage people to think that some. If I ever saw them, I'd have to thank them. Thank you for the opposition because I believe my prayers are a whole lot more effective now than they used to be. That's my motivation. It's what stirs me. Oh, if I, if I can please heaven with my, with my life, then I want to please heaven with my life. And if I, can, if I can make hell a little bit upset, if I can make the enemy a little upset, then that, that's, that's good too. I want my, my, that stirs me to do more for the cause of Christ. That's why when you decide to do something for God, you surrender an area in your life, you take the next step in your life, be ready, satanic opposition is going to come. I don't bolt for the door because I say that. But it's reality. It's what you need to understand. It, that that is we we are on the front lines of a spiritual battle uh, over souls. Now, they're going to die and go to heaven or die and go to hell. And Satan knows how it's all going to end up. He's going to try and drag everybody he can with him. That's why he's going to deceive minds and hearts uh, through false religion and through anger and all kinds of sin. That that's why the church has got to keep, just keep uh, on this course. And we're going to do more and more and more and more. And so when you try and do more for God and there's opposition, don't pull back. Let it motivate you to push through and remind you we must be. I used to get so alarmed because I knew my heart. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to do anything in this community, but just do something for God. And then one day I had my aha moment. You ever had one of those? We must be doing something right. Allow your opposition to stir you. Number six, my calling stirs me. God has called me to preach the gospel. That is not something I had a choice in. Some of you are thinking, well, yeah, because we, anyway. God saw fit to choose me to preach the gospel. That's a, a humbling thought. You study the life of a preacher, you study the role of a pastor. That leader, that man of God, literally is. Standing, and what, what, a, what a responsibility to know that when you preach the word of God, you preach the gospel. Somebody's eternity is literally hanging in the balance. Somebody's future. Boy, my calling stirs me. God would see fit for me to use my life to just preach about Him, use my life to preach the gospel and point centers, use my life that there that may be something that, that I've gotten out of my own Bible study I can bring to God's people and it'd be something to comfort and to encourage and to help and to build a life. My calling stirs me. I don't have to, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't come to the pulpit discouraged. I don't come to the pulpit oh here we go again because I've just got to think about the king of kings and the lord of lords has put a call on my life to stand and preach his word you say what would Jesus say if he was here he'd say something out of this book right here he'd say something that's already been said and he allows my calling it's a holy calling it's a, it has to be a surrendered calling Oftentimes, if I can say, it's a misunderstood calling. But at my calling, it motivates me in the fact that one day I want to stand before my God. Or should I say, kneel before my God. And hear the words, well done. Well done. I hope that's motivation for you. Now, God may not have put the call of a preacher on your life. He may not put the call of a pastor on your life. He certainly didn't put the call of a pastor of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. That one's taken. But I hope whatever God has enabled you to do for Him, just be faithful. Be faithful. You serve as an usher. That ought to stir you. Well, let's just know it's an important thing. It's an important thing. You sing in the choir, that ought to stir you. Well, we have two choirs now, and if I'm not there, they'll just pluck some no, dough. It ought to stir you. This is my, my That's the way I can serve, and I can sing, and I can help set the spirit, and, and I can help set the stage for the preacher to get up and preach the gospel. And, and, and Whatever it is that God has for you to do, it ought to stir you. It ought to motivate you. See, I'm reminded that pastor is not an occupation. Often you'll you filling out. I almost said you go to the doctor, but I don't go to the doctor. So uh, you fill these things out. What's your occupation? And I always pause. Because pastoring is not an occupation. It's a calling. Now, I know what... I usually just put shepherd and see what they say, but... said so they look at me a little funny they come out with their mask on and then you know the shepherd maybe I'll try bishop next time and and uh, uh but it's a it's a calling on my life that 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 motivates me number 7 and finally things that stir me hell stirs me that the tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that perish just today. What a thought. How many of them ever heard a clear presentation of the gospel? How many of them, if somebody had told them one more time, <clears throat> how many have sat on church pews today and they were entertained instead of told the truth? Jeremiah, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm quitting. I'm done. Nobody's listening anyway. I might as well enjoy the life I have left. But there was something inside of him that as soon as he had come to that conclusion, he just could not get away from the call that God had placed on his life. He could not get away from the Word of God. It stirred him. It burned like a fire in him. And friend, the next time you get discouraged, just think about those that need the gospel, those that will perish in an eternal hell without Christ. And Say, well, what? I'm never going to be a preacher. God hasn't called me. Oh, but you can invite somebody. You can be a witness. You can get a list of those that are and you can pray for God to do a work in their hearts so that they might be saved. We, we, we can't resign what we're doing. We can't quit. We can't retreat. We've got to find something that will stir us to keep going. Let's be honest. There's times when all of us feel like we're on the bottom. We feel like God is through with us and we're done. And What else can I do? You pick yourself up. It's not time to quit on the church. It's not time to quit on God. It's time that we decide to stay faithful and let let things things stir us and realize that we have to advance as a church. All those action items we have to do them. Why? Because souls are in the balance. Those churches have got to get started. Why? Because people are going to die and go to hell if they don't get started. We have got to press forward and grow and reach people. Why? Because hell hath enlarged itself. Just sharing my heart with you tonight as we Press forward and press on. Pastor, I'm just a little bit overwhelmed. We've all been there. Find something that will stir you. There's too many things in this world that, that stir, and, or should I say, stimulate our flesh. We avoid those. We stay away from those. We ought to spend time with God enough That when those days are long and hard, or we get the news that we didn't want to get, or we we find a situation we don't want to find ourselves, and we deal with disappointment that we never thought we would face. And that thought passes through our mind. Is it really worth it? Or this one. Would anyone even notice if I wasn't there? I'll tell you, somebody will notice. But I'll also tell you, there's somebody who sits on their throne in heaven who notices. You might have a different list of the things that I mentioned that would stir you. Some of them would probably be something that could stir you. But find, find things and revisit them. I mentioned those martyrs, and they're they they they're, they're unnamed in Hebrews, or uh, uh, yeah, chapter eleven. And whenever I feel like, well, things just are tough on this old preacher. Did I just call myself an old preacher? <laughs> I, I, I'm 45, but like I tell you, I'm a high mileage 45. <laughs> I feel like things are tough and things are rough. I'll just flip over to Hebrews chapter 11 and see the sacrifice that they make. I I believe the King James Bible is the word of God. You know people will laugh at you because you take that stand. They'll mock you. But I, I have an exercise I do sometimes to remind me. I pulled a book off of my shelf written by Dr. Al Lacy. And I read the introduction. If you have that book that we printed for him, you ought to do that sometime. And he talks about the ridicule and the mocking that he took for taking a stand on the Bible. And his faithfulness stirs me. Find what stirs you so that you'll get back in the fight. Find what stirs you so that you'll tear up your resignation letter on God. Find what stirs you so that you'll press on in your disappointment, you'll carry your burden you'll decide not to quit, you'll decide to overcome, you'll finish your course, complete the life that God has given you, find that which motivates you, stir you, so that we might say, like Jeremiah, I I, I decided I was going to quit, I decided I was going to give up, but there was something inside of me that just began to burn, and to stir, and to think, I can't quit on God, I can't give up on God, look at what God has done for me, and look at how, how God has blessed me, find that which stirs you, so that you'll press on it may be the faithfulness of somebody who went ahead of you let that stir you it may be those coming behind you let that stir you let that motivate you oh it would be a I'd have a hard time living with myself to think if I was a stumbling block for somebody coming behind me to find the will of God for their life to ever hear the gospel to have it had the life that God intended for them find that which stirs you Find that which motivates you. It might even be good for you to write down a list. In those times of weakness and discouragement, we start thinking about certain things. You know what? I can't quit. The devil will get too happy about that. I can't quit. The enemy will rejoice. I can't give up. Because there's some that are looking to their pastor as an example. I can't give up because I'm building on the lives and the sacrifices of a generation that has gone on before me. I can't quit because God loved me so much he sent his son to pay my sin debt and I was unworthy of that and and he 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 purchased the rights to me, and I can't quit it for no other reason for what he's done for me. Find your motivation. I don't think you'll have to think very hard. And I think it's good for us to just dwell on it. think about it. These are some things that I share tonight that stir my heart. What stirs you tonight a crowd this size with how Hard life can be. There's somebody in the room tonight, more than likely. If you're not exactly where Jeremiah's at, you're close. You're close. Well, I'm just tired of trying. I'm just... uh, If Jeremiah can get there, you and I can get there. So what should I do, pastor? I think you ought to think about how much God loves you. I think you ought to think about what kind of example you're going to set if you quit. I think you ought to think about those that have paid the way for you. I think you ought to think about those that, that, that might end up in hell because you were not faithful. Let that stir you. Let that motivate you. Father, I pray tonight that you'll take the...